Sure is a waste of prime Texas beef, the man on Roxanne's right commented, pointing his dinner knife at the overdone ribeye sprawled in front of her like a sacrificial offering. She glanced down at her plate. Damn it. While she'd been debating whether or not to move forward with her plan to get up close and personal with Jamie Wright, she'd cut chunks of beef tiny enough for a two-year-old. Real sophisticated dinner manners. She set her fork aside, because gorging herself on ten ounces of charred cow's ass sure wouldn't ease the low-level anxiety zipping through her stomach. Her nervousness had nothing to do with this evening's charity auction, and everything to do with the dark-haired man next to her. Jamie was GQ personified with his high-dollar haircut, tailored suit, and crisp pinpoint shirt. Only his hands didn't jibe with his polished appearance. His thumbnail was bruised, and scrapes marred his knuckles. Blue-collar hands on a white-collar man. A shiver tiptoed up Roxanne's spine. Anyone originally from a town as small as Shelbyville, Texas, should still have a little dirt on his shoes or hay in his hair. Not Jamie. He'd made a complete transition from hometown boy to smooth, confident, big-city attorney. Tonight he blended with Houston's movers and shakers in a way Roxanne never had and never would, even though she'd grown up in this city. Even her suspicions about Jamie's stratospheric smarts didn't stop her from being attracted to him. But was she ready to go all out and try to attract him back? What did that poor cow ever do to you? Jamie asked. Laughter came from their table mates, her friends Allie Shelby and Eden Durant, and Jamie's legal assistant, Curtis. Her attention shifted from Jamie's hands to his eyes. Smooth chocolate, dark and rich with amusement. Laughter was a good sign. People who were attracted to each other laughed together. Maybe that was her green light. I think they imported the meat from Rhode Island. God knows hotels have a knack for destroying perfectly decent food and serving it to the unsuspecting. Curtis waved a hand at the crowd of 500 people clustered at round tables throughout the Empire Hotel's ballroom. And the legal profession is famous for choking the life out of a chicken breast. At the mere thought of a law career, cold fear streaked through Roxanne. Three more years of college heaped on the first hellacious four. Huge textbooks filled with long, snaking words. This time her shiver wasn't based on sexual awareness, but on awareness of how different she and Jamie were. Speaking of choking, Curtis reached over to fuss with Jamie's muted purple tie. Who tied your tie tonight? Jamie pushed Curtis's hand away. I did. On Monday, I'll send you a YouTube video showing you how to craft the perfect double Windsor, Curtis said. The single is just so... Lopsided, Jamie interrupted. I know, you tell me that every day. That tie looked pretty perfect to Roxanne, kind of like its owner. She studied the two men more closely, Curtis nagging, Jamie rebuffing. It was all so familiar, so domestic. Could they be involved? Like, involved involved? Jamie dressed too well, was too handsome and charming to be for real. And if this man was gay... It meant women were definitely still being punished for the whole apple thing that went down a few years back. She sighed silently and reached for her wine glass, sending her long necklace swinging. Curtis caught the green tourmaline pendant before it landed in her mutilated beef. Roxanne, may I say you have delightful taste in accessories.
She forced a smile through her disappointment. You may absolutely say that. He studied the multifaceted crystal, then returned it gently to her breastbone. Roxanne's skin didn't give up one goosebump. Curtis was 110% gay. When she caught Jamie's inspection of her cleavage, however, the geese did a hump-de-bump across her chest. His wicked smile and the dimples slicing a sharp groove in his left cheek sparked a quick mental inventory of the Hershey's chocolate syrup in her refrigerator. One 24-ounce bottle that was, depressingly enough, over three-quarters full. No, no, no. No chocolate syrup or whipped cream or anything else with Jamie. Seducing him would be like playing with professional fire, since he'd recently invested in her lingerie store. After becoming a silent partner, he'd thankfully remained hands-off, and she wanted it to stay that way.